0: Cracken Fancast, presented by Silver City Brewery, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans by Seattle Kraken fans. Release the Kraken!
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. I'm your host Chris Porter. I'll be joined momentarily by my colleague Jim Cockrell and Nathan Gunderson for some Seattle Kraken hockey talk so much has been happening uh everyone uh, i mean training camp of course that's been continuing on and on although it's going to get wrapped up pretty soon uh that also training camp has been uh, well a few days ago included a special state of the franchise event so uh jim was at that and we'll talk a little bit about that talk about the preseason games that have been happening they've been doing rather well does that bode well for the future we'll see uh, lots of players getting sent down to the minors, getting cut. Uh, some guys are surviving here. Will they survive on the roster uh, for day number one of the regular season? That remains to be seen. We'll talk all about that. Uh, talk about opening openings of the regular season. That's they start over in uh, Anaheim for that first game. All of that and much more to talk about in this episode. Uh, But before we get into all of that, just a reminder, Kraken FanCast aims to focus on all subject matter about the National Hockey League's 32nd franchise, the Seattle Kraken. Share news about the team, analyze their play, and go over various team-related news. We'll also at times present interviews with people involved with the team, as well as those in the fan community. Plus, we aim to go into some different subject matter you might not hear on other Kraken-related podcasts. I'd like to acknowledge our very kind and generous sponsors, Silver City Brewery, located in Bremerton, with their beer sold throughout the state of Washington and beyond. Beer for one, beer for all. Silver City is an all-inclusive Northwest craft beer adventure in every pint. Also, big thanks to the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey-themed bar, located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. All right, getting to the talk. Um, for full disclosure on my situation, as these guys know, and maybe a few listeners know, I'm in the event business. And uh, I was involved in a very large festival this uh, past weekend and uh, many days of other events and things. It's been kind of a 10-day whirlwind. So sadly, I only got to see snippets of a couple of the games. I did attend a training camp day, actually the first one. And heard about other things that are happening. I tried to monitor it as much as I can, but Jim and Nathan, I'm going to lean on you guys more today about what happened because you guys were really there. You were there at games, uh, camp days. Been watching on TV. Been had your had your ears uh, ears to the the grind there. So uh, which I appreciate. So let's talk a little bit about what you've seen, uh, Jim. Let's start with you. I mean, camp. Um, you've been there. You went to what one or two sessions.
0: I went to just one, just one uh, I was trying account. to get to I was trying to get to two but it wasn't working out and uh, Paul a good buddy of mine on the uh, internet hooked me up with a, a free ticket to the actual one I wanted to go all along that was sold out early through the depths membership and that was the uh, state of the franchise which I thought would be the good. <laughs> good viewing party yeah and what and what Uh, was
1: that what did that mean that was somebody there was some talking in addition to the the camp session right
0: right you had the typical you know practice session all this and then they went into uh unofficially there was some signings going on it wasn't announced it was the kids kind of pulled up in the corner and some of the other autograph seekers down at the end and also you know the players were going back and forth between both rinks playing so if you were mobile you could go back and forth and check it out and be pretty efficient about watching all the players i kind of stayed on the big rink the main rink uh, down by the corner with some friends and um towards the end of course they had uh, john come out and do the the mc stuff so john uh, fordman john- yeah, John Forsen do the the emceeing for that with the chairs on the ice with Ronnie Francis came out for a bit. And then they had microphones in the stands being walked about with, uh, you know, several different roots, uh, root folks, uh, roots folks doing the interviews or questions or whatever to the crowd. And they had um, Olchek eddie show up for a bit and have a nice talk on the ice which was nice that was the first exposure to the people uh so he was he was looking good and sounded good and then they handed the mic off to his son nick who's you know gonna do some radio and some tv and all kinds of good stuff uh he, he's rather good actually uh he was up in the stands uh in, interviewing fans with questions so it was a nice piece i was a little bummed they did not have a scrimmage at the end i was really looking forward to that, and it was, I was kind of surprised they didn't lay out a full on scrimmage because that's what I was looking forward to the most, but they didn't Uh, all in all, it was a good, good day. Um, There was tons of autographs being signed by the players. It was good. Um, And that's about all I got to say about that. It was just a good, good fun moment.
1: It it was packed there, no doubt. And uh, well, what did uh, Francis, uh, can you think of some things that any specifics that he talked about? Was there anything Interesting, or is it all kind of general, sort of, you know,
0: gay um, team they stuff, were most. Know? um, they were good question, uh, audience questions, uh, specifically. I can't really remember the detail on them, but they were a lot of the ones that we've all asked before, you know, you know, like uh, Coachella development, what's going on down there, or Shane Wright questions, or you know, what do you, what do you see in the way of the lines? Do you, uh, do you see any more building? Uh, happening at the deadline or anything a lot of questions he couldn't he'd have to give generic answers to um did
1: Hextall talk through or just just Ron and uh, Olchek
0: Olchek's and you know that was about it okay that's still great yeah yeah
1: yeah it was great to see Olchek within the first session that I went to which did have a scrimmage that was great to see too man Maddie Maddie looked awesome among other guys but that's one thing that struck me on that one scrimmage I got to see but uh yeah it's great great to great to see Eddie on there and uh yeah I'm excited to hear many a game from him this year so uh okay so there was there was the camp thing and uh the sessions at the, at the iceplex and then uh games they've had they've uh, as our recording when this comes out the all the preseason games will probably be done uh uh last one is on uh October 7th uh, but uh we've all seen as of the recording here five games and they've won four of those. Um so uh impressions on those guys.
0: Um well let's see. The first game uh against Edmonton, uh we we took the game three zip. Uh they looked good right out of the box. It was a home game at Climate Pledge. Um Maddie had a beautiful shot. Uh just a quick release and then uh donato had that incredible wraparound that looked he looked all out of shape um oh i he, remember he that looked, one
1: i did see that yeah
0: i mean he was going you know wfo and he looked out of shape swinging wider on the net and he got it and i was standing up in the living room as i was walking by and i went whoa that that's something else so those were nice to see they were both incredibly high skill uh goals Riker Evans looked really good in that game and he logged 22 minutes. So that's some big ice time. Wow. That it was also, yeah, that was also the game that uh, one of my young players that I liked that is a grinder. Uh, Jacob Melanson got a match in a game and a suspension two game suspension ultimately for that shoulder to head situation. It, uh, you know, it was kind of weird reading the internet blow up on that. Of course, a lot of people thought it was a dirty, dirty hit. It was just, you know what? It was a hockey hit at high speed and a cut and the guy was low and it happened. That's just what it was. It was kind of sad though. Cause that was it for him, you know, cause two days suspension, he's done, he's going back home and he did. Well, another thing, I mean, Maddie's puck possession is still blowing me away. His, his puck protection is amazing. Um, Kempney actually looked pretty good. He's a total stay at home defenseman and he was a, a shot blocking King that night. Donato had a good game on paper, even though he only logged about 13 and a half minutes. He had one goal. He's a plus two, five shots, five hits. He was all over the place. A couple guys, guys, uh, some of the guys that have already been returned to uh, their respective clubs. Uh, Billy Pettenman uh, had a nice physical game. He's back. He's gone now. Uh, and as far as the goalies, Jones, 13 shots, zero goals. Joey Decord, 16 shots, zero goals against. Faceoffs were hanging at about fifty-six percent. Uh, lots of hits. The power play's struggling a little bit right now. Well, not right now, but it was early. It's it's looking good all along. It's just not producing quite as much as they would hope. I'm sure. But for that first game, it looked they looked really good. They shut them down. And then, of course, the second game that was against Calgary and Nathan was actually at that. So I'm going to let him speak on uh, the live experience.
2: I was. Uh, thanks to you guys, I uh, went with one of my best friends, Jason. It was nice to get to the arena and kind of be back. You know, it felt like it had been forever. The energy was really good getting in, went right to our seats. When the game started, I kind of noticed that, you know, and I noticed this in the first game too. I was watching that one on TV, but they just seemed a little bit more with it, a little bit faster pace. Um, maybe it was just me, but. Uh, At the pace from the, as opposed to the previous season. Correct. Yeah. It just seemed like they just it was clicking a little bit more. Things were a little bit more fluid. The passing was a little bit better. Um, The shots were a little bit more thoughtful. Uh, Goaltending was solid. I believe we were uh, it was a 3-0 again. It's like the magic number of three so far. For it being only the second game, it looked like it was the 20th game. Like it had never, never had an off season. They were doing really well. Goaltending, I think it was Grubauer. He was just solid, solid. And then Helberg came in. Helbert is a big guy. He was up against the, uh, up against the glass for a couple of minutes talking with somebody. I think it was Yanni Gord. And boy, Yanni just looked like a, a little tiny guy next to him. But he did really well. I was impressed. Everybody on the team, you know, they, they got on, they got off. Uh, it seemed like all of the, all of the lines, they were probably, the shifts were probably, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't counting, but I would say, I mean, they were only on for like 30 seconds and it was, you were gone. And uh, that's, that's probably good. I mean, at least, so everybody gets a chance to to shine and, you know, you guys, you've got guys trying to make this team and uh, you got to make room for, you know, puck play for other people. And they did really well. I was really impressed. Uh, Jason and I had a had a great time, and I'm looking forward to going back. That uh, second game, compared to that first game, I would say probably a little faster than the first game. Nothing was wasted. Everything was really, really solid. All the passing, like I said before, was spot on, which was a relief. I ditched about it a lot last season and I'm hoping I don't have to this much this year. So good things to come for sure.
1: Yeah. I'm looking on the stats sprung Schwartz and, uh, well, the uh, Portowalski with the, uh, empty netter, uh, in right. that game.
0: Well, a couple things about that game that was Shane Wright's first pro game experience. So that was kind of cool that you got to see that. Yeah. Um, I was doing as much ISO as I could on TV, which is hard, of course. Uh, he he logged 13 and a half minutes. Sprong looked really good. Uh, you know, Mr. PTO had to shine, didn't he? So he he did well. Schwartzy had a goal. Let's just hope that wrist injury is solved. You know, it'd be nice to have him for a full season. Because yeah. you know, with his wheels, man, that throws an element to this club that was missing while he was out last year. You know, Dunn, I, I was reading about what people were saying about him, and they're right. He looks lighter. He looks quicker. Um, he, I, I think he dropped, like, what, 15 pounds or something? Something kind of ridiculous. Wow. wow. Uh, but that's pretty good, and, and it was evident, too. And then Hayden, you know, I remember, Nathan, you said, I'd like to see that guy stick around. First yeah. of all, he looked pretty good on the PK. They had him out on the second PK, so he looked pretty good. He actually logged like four minutes of it um and he gotten uh well that was the other game I believe no that was second wasn't it uh he looked great uh, the veterans McCann hasn't quite dialed in yet um I'm, I'm not seeing it quite yet it's, it's been kind of quiet and I've seen a couple uh not great situations in their own zone but he'll get it together hopefully I've noticed that kale flurry is turning into a hit machine he's he masters he's mastered this reverse hit (laughs) you know going in the corner somebody coming on him he feels the present and he loads up rear and sends the boy flying and that's 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 a talent believe it or not
2: you know who else is dishing those out as eberly
0: yeah yeah that's true i've noticed that you're right but uh the entire, so first of all, in these first couple of games, I did notice that the first periods were really kind of sloppy to begin with. They're a little bit of, you know, it takes a while to dial in. The D core has been playing great in those early games for sure. It was solid. Um, and the PK was good. And like you said, Helberg was impressive. Um, You know, moving the on former to Former Kraken. Huh? The former Kraken Helberg, who's
1: now with yeah, we lost I, him on waivers. Sad?
0: Bummer which is sad because you know he was the nicest guy for the kids in the uh, autographs at the at the state of the franchise thing he promised he would be back he was the only player looking back said i'll be back kids and sure enough he came back for 15 20 minutes in his full gear and i was talking to him i said you do realize you have the nicest kit in the nhl correct and he said oh yeah <laughs> he said he outdid his detroit kit by a long shot too bad it's basically means nothing now because he's yeah, not going
1: to be using it now unless he ends up back yeah. on the team sometime in the future yeah
0: right but uh shifting ahead to game three which was yeah, the game first three, away-
1: i wanted to get into that because that was one i got to see that was one the first game and game three i got to see a little bit of and you know that's that was nice that they won you know to nathan your point you know three and oh was you know the, the three to O was the the magic number in those first two games Game three was a a bit more challenging. Uh, I saw it when, you know, it was like they were down three to one. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, and uh, it's, you know, one of these games, but man, you love to see a team come back. So talk talk about that.
2: Yeah, I was watching it on TV. I actually, I'm sorry, but I I turned it off for a couple of minutes. I flipped to something else. You know, it was, I wasn't sure if it was was something that we were going to be able to come back. And within about, seven or eight minutes we had another goal and i thought oh okay well here we go okay so down by one and then in no time at all we're tied yeah, yeah that's went. another hayden thing jim you know yeah 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 uh and then we go into overtime and i'm thinking okay cool this you know a little overtime you know in preseason, whatnot and then uh Sure enough, right there, your boy, Donato, skates down, has a breakaway, crashes the net, scores, game over, hands clean. Loved it. Loved every second of that last 10 minutes of the game. Super sweet.
0: Yeah.
1: That's great to see. You know, that's a good test for them in preseason. You're in a hole. Can you get out of
0: it? Yeah. So I was not at that game. I was actually – with my daughter uh, at Iron Ma- or Iron Maiden at Climate Pledge. Okay, you're excused.
1: Iron Maiden's a fair excuse.
0: It was, and I was standing about on the attack twice blue line. So that's, there's your point of reference. Nice. <laughs> um, th- that was, a but we did watch the first period from uh, a bar within three blocks of the Seattle Center area. And I was enjoying it, what I saw, even though we were down early to Zip. And then, you know, went to the show and got out, and I told her, hey, what was the final score? And she looked on the phone. I said, what? Oh, nice. Came back. Um, But, yeah, I noticed that I did see on the highlights that Hayden, a couple cuffs there. That's kind of nice. I know that's what got you interested in him, Nathan. And it should be something that people around here get interested in. Because, you know, we have two bona fide uh, guys on the club that will drop them, and that would be Borgen and then um, uh, Help Me. Alexiak <laughs> no Larson definitely oh, Larson. Larson
1: sure yeah
0: Alexiak too yeah. but um you don't have too many forwards that are you can count on that are going to do that they're right so it's always yeah. nice to have that guy but he looked good you know Jones uh was in net he was solid and that was another split game but that was enjoyable to come back and that goal you're right he just stuffed it man right in the crease he's just like yeah so that was good stuff the following game was I was actually at, at that game on October first, which was Saturday, and another no, Calgary
1: um, one. Yeah, they can't count of game. No, this
0: was this was the Van game. Oh, you were four the Van, z- but they
1: had then well, no, the next one was against Calgary, and they lost four to one. That was the Martin Jones game. That that's October three. Yeah, four four to three was the third game, and then and then the yeah. four, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I did, I did, my bad.
0: Go ahead, yeah, all Vancouver
1: right. four zip. Yes,
0: it's all right uh so i alice and i were at the game you know once again here we are walking into that building like we did 25 times last year uh which was very enjoyable one thing i did notice going in was all the little details again they've added little things here and there and being that i'm in the construction business uh, last year early i was always like looking at little details in the building that looked like rush jobs you know little corner work type stuff and uh I noticed that there was a lot of things cleaned up. They obviously have taken time from last year, and finished off some things that they may have rushed. I did notice little things like that, but it's kind of cool. The in-house entertainment was spot on, and guess what they did that night for entertainment introduction? Oh, was What's that, that? Oh yes,
1: yes. The new, the new member of the
0: Kraken. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our new, our yeah. new
1: mascot, boy,
0: the troll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, you know, that one, I, I, yeah, we're, I was going to bring that up later, but we can talk about that now on a little sidelight. Well, do you want to talk, let's talk a little more about the game though. That was a four nothing game. Oh, and, I mean, yeah, everybody I, was, I mean, a lot, yeah, lot
0: of Scoring Maddie Gord with two goals and Winberg. Wow. And you know, Maddie's snipe there, that was on the power play with that uh, Burakowski. Well, actually Winberg's that process pass on that power play with something. Winberg really stepped up in that game. He had a three points that night. You know, and he's, where's he going to fit in the center role? Is is he going to be one, two? Is he going to be three? Is he going to be four? I mean, come on. You just don't know. Anyway, he had a big night. He was all over the place. And Yanni had a big night for three points. That was just a real enjoyable game to be at. Shane logged 13 minutes. You know, I've been watching Shane in every game. He's playing well, both ends of the ice. He He's playing smart, but he's also playing a little bit tentative. You can see it. You know, it's part of that learning curve of the, the the speed of the game, the pace of the game uh in tight quarters, especially on the boards. He will get it. Ronnie was quoted today in, in several sources that he will play for the Kraken this year, this season. So he's not going back to junior. So, you know, however that works out, if it's a slow groom, if it's, you know, we'll see
1: that game also uh you know shut out for Grubauer. interesting stat though i mean uh, Canucks couldn't really get anything going with scoring and maybe that says something about the defense they only got 17 shots on them a great thing right. to stop them all but uh that was uh they really uh i you know i don't know all, all that you know about the vancouver uh, you know obviously they had some guys you know backups and people you know trying to make the team there and all but that was uh that kind of says something about the uh, puck
0: control well right the last two games have pretty much been close to what you're going to see rosters with maybe two or three guys floating, you know. So that's a good sign. That was just a real enjoyable game to go to all kinds of things going on. We'll talk about buoy in a bit.
1: We'll talk about buoy in a bit. Okay. And now now I, I have to like reverse my notes here. I was reading them wrong. And that, then they had the Flames game, losing four to one on that one. That was uh Martin Jones in for that whole time. Um
0: yeah the only uh, Maddie Maddie with the one goal there um yeah one one thing i did notice about that game is it felt well first of all it was sutter hockey in the first period he was just shut down whether it was four track or neutralized or just their zone play they just had us rambling i can remember saying about seven minutes in adjust adjust but you know typically you adjust it period but i was like get this adjusted now work on it um and it Remember last year, I kept saying a lot of games, they never felt felt like they were in the game. That was the first game of all these where I I caught that same vibe that they just weren't in the game. And just because you're losing, that doesn't mean you're not in the game. They just, it wasn't there. And, you know, they had some moments, some brilliant offensive opportunities. They had some good PP chances, good looks, but they just couldn't capitalize. That, That PP moves around really nicely, looks good. Uh, Bjorkstrand is the, especially on the bumper. He looks really good, but they just not, they're not finishing with their shots and hopefully they'll get that down. So you brought up the next thing I wanted to, what,
1: what about, well, two of our other guys are maybe the, the ones that are, you know most uh, ex- expected to help improve the team uh bjork strand and burakovsky arguably they're expected that uh, so i'm just wondering uh, how you guys thought they're fitting in because you know are they going to get they're obviously on stats those guys on paper those guys are quite good we're expecting a lot from them but uh, this game means you know chemistry means a lot so how did they look with the rest of the team
0: well uh, you know, as you know, he's messing around with the lines. Hacks is messing around with lines, trying to find that. It looks like there's been roughly two or the first, you know, top six have been rotating for the most part, throwing a couple other guys here and there. But uh, Bjorkstrand to me, I'm liking his game because he's a two-way player. I'm seeing some really smart, heady plays on uh transition game out of him, which is huge. Um, I like his power play work. I, I haven't quite seen... Burakovsky's work yet as much. He's had a couple of nice setup uh, assists I've seen, but I'm not seeing that. I'm thinking that one timer off to the side or that some net front presence out of a bigger body, which I think I would see out of him yet. So I am. They're both doing their thing. They're learning Haxel's the system, but I I'm a little more impressed at this moment with Bjorkstrand's play, two way play. All right.
1: Well, then that's a that's a nice little segue about. Who is was left in training camp? We heard uh, the other day, Riker Evans uh, getting uh, brought down to Coachella, which makes sense to me. And hopefully, you know, he showed a lot, as you mentioned, in uh, training camp. So maybe we'll see him a little later in the year. What else is happening? He made this nice little, uh, little sort of uh, visual here. Who was left in training camp uh, list, Jim? Uh, I mean, uh, Joey Decord, of course, head, he's heading down to Coachella. We think we think Kale Flurry is as well, or I don't know if that was mentioned yet. Well,
0: okay, we're at, you know, we we've got six cuts to make here to get down the twenty three roster, and this is a very difficult thing for even me to figure out. Well, f- frankly, I've been reading a lot of people on the internet. It's not an easy decision. We we all know who's you know projected to be pretty much. The top three lines in the in the top six d um like you said in, in the goaltending department joey's going to coachella for sure that leaves grubauer jones on the d core you've got borgen dunn larson alexiak schultz and susie MC, yep yeah so after that you've got evans who's down at coachella that opens the door and you've got Kempney and flurry Kempney's on an injury right now. I'm not sure how they work around that, if they can hold the gap there, and flurry. So one of those guys is going to be 7-D, and the other one's going to be floating back and forth or a scratch in the booth, but usually carry 7. Forwards, we all know the names. You know, Veneers, Bjorkstrand, Burakowski, Donato, Donskoy, Everly, Geeky, Gord, McCann, Schwartz, Tanev, Wendberg. Now here's where it gets tricky. Wright is playing this year. It's going to happen. He's it's already being released. You've, that leaves three players that this is where the hard stuff comes in. You got Carson Kuhlman, who we haven't heard too much from it at all. Not much. He's played. He's not getting a ton of minutes, but there's just been no media positive or negative about him. Not much. Um, Alexander True, I didn't, I didn't mention that he will be in Coachella for sure. Then you've got Sprong, who signed the two-way. Now that's that's a smart move. That tells. What is that? that just he, for those
1: who don't know, what is a two-way? contract? right.
0: Uh, you know, it can be confusing, but so you you get a certain amount of money when you're on the big club, and then a certain amount lesser when you're on. You know, depends on what's going on. You know, you get one higher salary than the other, but it averages out seven fifty, what have you. Um, he will be able to float. It's all part of that contract. So it's almost as if they had to do that, know that they were heavy loaded on forwards with one of these guys. And Kuhlman already had a contract signed a while ago. So it sprung in on a two way. Now here's the, here's the tough one here. Hayden. you know what, those three guys, what are you, what are you going to do? You got to figure it out here. Um, Hayden signed a contract a while ago with us. These are all similar contracts in value. Um, so I'm just not quite sure how many forwards they're going to have up in the press, up in the box uh, on healthy scratches versus defensemen. And it's usually, you know, three guys total. Well, how did,
1: let me, ask, let me ask, how did, how, we haven't talked about him much and he had a disappointing year last year. And I'm speaking of Don Skoy. How did he look in training camp? And I don't know. I mean, can you, and this is, you know, much conjecture, who knows, you know, but you yeah. know, do they let somebody go or do make a trade or something?
0: Well, okay. Don Skoy hasn't stood out at all to me as, you know, it's pretty much been the same old, same old, you know, he's a defensive specialist. We all know that that's his gig. You, you remember what I've said several times from at least the three quarter point of last season about, you know, we got two guys on this roster. And then once, once we had the draft and then all the pickups and everything, I was talking about the top heavy, you know, we're, we're top loaded. We got a log jam going on. And in order for right to be involved in that, those pieces up there, something's going to have to move, you know, Gord can always play the wing yeah, I, and I'm pretty sure you don't want right floating on the wing, put him down the center slot where he's, he's a natural at it, especially if he's breaking into the league and he's, you know, he's struggling or something up front. You, you don't want him out of position Sprong, I think it will probably be bouncing up and down no matter what, uh, as much as he's liked and as much as he's scoring some big goals too. He's been, you know how it is. He's been scoring some big goals. So um, now it gets hey, down to Hayden and yeah. You know, and Kuhlman. Kuhlman. So, but I'm pretty, you know, these guys are aware where they're at right now in the system, but as far as the Don square thing, I told you, I said, come trade deadline. I'm thinking that's gotta happen no matter what the the trade value is not high on him. I'm looking at more of a shocker. And I've been saying this a long time about Wendberg because he's, you know, take one center slot out of the piece and that opens up the door and Wendberg's got some value for sure. But I know that would upset a lot of people, but every trade upsets everybody. So, but something's going to have to happen. And I'm thinking two players deadline or pre-deadline. So we'll see.
1: but may, maybe Hayden and Sprong go down to Coachella initially, but we could end up seeing one or both of them if there are some moves later.
0: I mean they're four anyway you look at that, you know Hayden and Kuhlman, they're pretty much fourth liners, right? right or PK they're both PK guys though too. They'd be PK too. they both got wheels and that's where they go and they they've been on that before with other clubs. So they've got that special about feature about them. Sprong at that point becomes a question you know he's got a one-year contract on that two-way it's 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 such a tough gig these guys must know some little trick that i'm not aware of because i've looked at it over and over and i don't know what they're doing and i know know they're close on the cap um so they gotta know what's going
1: on it'll be interesting and there'll be a move like you said some something will hurt somewhere along the line on because yeah it has to be some moves and everything unless these guys get way out on the gate and they play brilliantly and, you know, right. realistic about it, obviously. So uh, it'll, it'll take some time. It's going to be very interesting in the coming days. What, what, what goes on. Um, I will
0: tell you this though, the battling has been intense and you can see it from all these three, four line guys. You know what I mean? You can see it. Correct, Nathan?
2: Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. Yeah. You said strong. Strong. He's going to be bouncing back and forth. How much, who knows? Don I agree with you. He'll be lucky if he makes, Makes it even to the trade deadline. Coolman, I don't know. We'll see. Wenberg, maybe, uh, maybe bounce him back and forth. I don't know. What's his contract?
0: His contract. He has another year on it, and okay. I think he has, I think he has a, a no trade or something. I can't remember. But I looked at it a while ago. But you would probably be buying out, assuming half fifty percent of his salary on the last year, no matter
2: what. Yeah, I just I'm I'm trying to get on this John Hayden trade or trade train, sorry, and see where we can try to fit him in. Obviously, Coachella probably is where it's going to end up, at least for now, and be here when we need him. But I want to see more of him. Like I've said, I want to see a lot more of him. He produced more than other guys that were trying to, you know, just stay there. So we'll see. But I, I agree, you know, Donskoy and Windberg. Don Donskoy, he's had some moments you know you've heard his name people have been buying his shirts but i don't know i don't see that lasting too much longer yeah
1: we'll see all right well great guys uh thank you for all the insight and filling in all those holes that i missed along the way so yeah one more thing to talk about one other addition that we don't have to worry about the contract about and that's uh that's our new mascot the troll named buoy Oh my God, a meltdown. I've watched on Twitter and Facebook and other places and all. And I'm like, guys, it's folks, it's just a mascot. I don't know what, what, what's a mascot supposed to look like? I get, did you want somebody with a bunch of tentacles all over the place? Maybe that's what they wanted. They want a mascot at all. Who knows? I, this stuff is for kids. This is the way I look at it. I, you know, I, I like to be a bit of a contrarian and I just, the fact that I'm seeing so many have these very to me humorous meltdowns about it makes me actually like the dang mascot i'm just like oh my god really it's i you know i'm not a big fan of mascots in general but i i I could kind of take or leave them i don't i don't dislike them but it's it's stuff for kids it's stuff for some fans like that they feel like something's missing at a game a professional game experience if you don't have a mascot Okay, here's our mascot. And they didn't do a, you know, because the Kraken's supposed to be mysterious, right? And you guys probably saw that video, that very awkwardly acted video where, you know, these kids or whatever talking to the players and people the mayor and everything. Gee, what should the mascot be? And there was a little clue in that. I forgot who it. did. I'd have to look back at it. And they said something about some some iconic sort of figure in the in the town. And I'm just thinking, going through all the ones that, that would make sense that haven't been used in, like, oh, the Fremont troll. And for those who don't know, the Fremont troll is a big sculpture underneath the uh, the Aurora Ave bridge. Now that troll is, has this big fat head and everything, which would probably look kind of extra stupid on the ice. This thing looks more like a Disney character, like, you know, trolls or whatever kind of, but anyway everybody there was i've seen a lot of like hate for new mascots and it kind of dies down you know just like i've seen a lot of hate for team nicknames and certain people have meltdowns about that and then we or they gotta get over it so you know it's just you know it, hopefully everybody gets gets used to it but yeah what was that all like jim you said the the unveiling when they bring up bring them down in the and from the air there How's yes that?
0: okay so we had heard through all types of media outlets that it was going to be released that night. It'd be in the building by 6.15 or something. And that was an earlier start game too. Um, So we were there and everything and everybody was talking about it, trying to figure it out, you know. And all of a sudden the pregame, you know, hoopla that happens every game was going on. And uh, it was, there's a little gap there and all of a sudden he came down and the music was pumping and he was coming down from the very top and everybody's going, where is he? Where is he? And somebody spotted it and pointed I was like, oh, there he is. And it was down at RN, um, the home ice end, behind uh, the scoreboard. One of the uh, wedges there, one of the twins. And you couldn't see him for a while, at least at the other ends. And he come down and the music was just pumping and he was swinging up there. And I go, what the hell is that? And they were already showing his name. And, you know, little hints of his face and things like this on the twins and on the readers that go around, the digital readers. But I wasn't paying attention. I was just looking up going, what in the hell is that? He finally got down to the bottom and some handler was helping him disconnect the cable and everything. That was kind of a weird moment because it wasn't going that smooth. And then he finally got released and then he ran out and he he met the kids that were those same kids that were in the commercial on TV were at the red carpet at Center Ice doing the introduction, basically. And came running over to them and you went to give him a high five and he was sliding and he totally started to lose his balance on his heels. And he almost went over and he caught it and the whole crowd. was like, Whoa, anyway, um, it was a pretty good moment there and everything, but I was still trying to absorb it. And right around that time, shortly after that, after he did all the little hoopla in the introduction and they put up on the readers, you know, the history and of who he is and that his uncle, uh, resides i can't remember what it was his uncle his
1: uncle though is the fremont troll i think apparently it yes they gave a whole backstory uh, to, yeah yeah
0: yeah you know. i saw that so i thought and look chris you're enjoying it that's fine I, i'm just kind of like i'm look i'm old i'm adult i don't have my input means nothing to this so you know but i'm people that f- have followed me on twitter know that i don't give a crap about <laughs> Mascots, I you know, I've, I've said often, uh, I don't care if we have one or not, you know, yeah, but I, it is, it's for the kids, it's for the kids, and he's going to do his grand tour. And he already is, he's visited about 75 places in three days. I mean, what's the point? Why
1: is there a Mariner Moose? What the hell is a, moose uh, have, with no, a Mariner, know. you know, so the troll with the and Kraken? Why not? You know, right? I
0: agree, and that's fine, I have no problem with it. Um, I just don't, you know, there's already. I, I almost the perfect amount of entertainment at a game right now. They, they fill up every potential pause moment, every commercial break, every w- with something, you know, and that's fine. I just don't want all these moments overriding the game so much, you know, yeah, just a little bit of time to absorb the game. And uh, like, he was in our section for a little while. He was over at 17, hanging out for a while. Like, oh, okay. There he is right there. I, I just don't want it to be too much of a distraction throughout the game. You know what I mean? So it was well, fine, we've seen, you they, know. We've
1: gone to Boston Bruins games, and you know they got they got the guy in the bear outfit, and it seems just it, right. He walks around a little bit, shakes hands, yeah. whatever. It's not like a big focus.
0: No, it's fine. But <laughs> Allison actually picked up one of the the plushes, the little you know stuffed things of him because they immediately released it at the the fan or the team shop and they were selling out like hotcakes and they were like 30 bucks a pop for the thing some there some
1: people like it all right
0: oh yeah so she picked <laughs> up one somebody at work wanted one instantly so she brought it down and, and she handed it to me I go what the hell look at this thing so i i have no input Basically, here I am talking about it, but I really don't have any input.
1: Yeah, well, no, that's you know? your input. You know, you know, you can go either way. I'm kind of the same way too. It's just to me, my input or my the whole thing about it is just other people's reaction. That's what gives me a reaction. Right. Laugh. Well, it's
0: I would say right out of the box, it's gritty's biggest competition, hands down, right? Oh, out as of far box. as the
1: most controversial mascot.
0: Yeah, like they'll be at each at each other from day one, right? Because although the thing is with
1: gritty the thing with gritty though, a guy gritty gritty seemed to be like nationally reviled. Although I think people have getting used to gritty. Gritty the Philadelphia Flyers uh, mascot. Yeah. I don't know. Uh but uh yeah, and well don't aren't there some okay, the Bruins have one. I I how many I mean, not, not the exact I, okay. number, but maybe like about a third of the teams or half the teams. Actually, I
0: think there's more. I think I heard, I, I originally did some looking into this a while back when we didn't have one because I was curious myself and I thought it was like something like three teams didn't have one or something. Only three. Wow. Something like that. May, I may be totally wrong, but it was, the number was either three or seven, somewhere in there. I don't know. Well, some and of them I, thought, I don't... Okay, I wait.
1: just look... You know what? That's great. I'm just looking at this, and you're right, man. Holy right. moly. Did you know there's Harvey the Hound? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who he's with. The Thunderbug is with uh, the Lightning.
0: There's so how many the total? Bear
1: up in Toronto.
0: How many total?
1: It looks like here, at least... I, I don't know if this is accurate. I just kind of just did a general Google search here. Three, six, seven. It looks to me like... 1920 maybe
0: okay uh, well i was totally wrong then
1: uh but well, there could be more this i knew there was sharky in san jose because i've been to a san jose game right? if i just remember that one and uh yuppie well that yuppie was uh, uh, that's, Expos, that's ridiculous I, with the, with the <laughs> Well, that was an Expos thing and then when they exposed them this becomes with a crack in this that owl, one bugs coyote me who doesn't get much love because nobody shows up to those games. Uh, like <laughs> Nick, Nick, E Moose with uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Did you know there was Mickey Moose or the Jets? I yeah, That's a new one on me. Oh, well, wait yeah. and here's a problem. Maybe this is why we don't have, you know, somebody with a lot of tentacles and stuff because there's Al, the octopus. Right. Uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. Now, of course we knew that, you know, years ago they used to throw an octopus, but I didn't know there was a guy yes. in an octopus suit up there.
0: There is. Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh, and then uh oh and then Finn the Whale, I knew this one up in Canucks because we've been out of Canucks. And then
0: there's Bailey down in LA and Yeah, I Chance, mean
2: Chance in Vegas. He's a lizard.
0: Which that thing bugs yep. the crap out of me too, looking at that thing.
1: Saber tooth <laughs> for the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, wait a minute here. Here this is okay. I gonna need to go to Wikipedia here. Okay. No, Jim, you're you're close. I mean, I think well current mascots. It actually looks like technically there is one for every team, but I don't know who
0: goes. I think there was 30 to 32 or something. I don't know. Yeah. I do know this. Somebody's, somebody posted something the other day that was pretty interesting. They said, because, uh, you know, he was rebuttaling to people saying, oh, that's so stupid. It doesn't have anything to do with the team or whatever. And he said, yeah. And he go, he just started going down the list, like so-and-so, so-and-so team has this and that that has nothing to do with the team. And there was like eight eight mascots that were completely had nothing to do with the team as opposed to the other teams with were following along the generic lines of what the team yeah. name was. Or yeah. Whatever.
1: Sparky, the dragon. What does that got to do with the New yeah. York Islanders? Well, it's their so, mascot. So, I, I, I,
0: so yeah. that's just proof that that's what a mascot is. It's whatever it needs to be, whatever they voted, whatever the boardroom came up with, whatever. So it, it
2: I, made my, it made my son's face light up. So oh, I'm sure it did. I <laughs> wanted to ask, did yeah. you show
1: your son? He liked it. Huh?
2: good yeah he saw him on tv and he he after the game was over he was at daddy can you please go on your phone and show me pictures of Bowie? so we we uh looked up more pictures of him and all of a sudden he wasn't on the internet and then 10 minutes later he was all over the internet he was on the news it was national news it was yeah. it was it was weird you know what i'll you just need, say it was weird you know what
0: you need to do you need to dig. Get on the Kraken website because they've got a schedule laid out for him, and he's all over the place. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been making a just, lot of appearances. So you so just need to—they drive around in that van. You just need to get your kid and and head down and find him. Yeah. It, so he he'd love that. He would,
2: as long as he doesn't try to take his tooth out again. That was that <laughs> creeped him out a little bit. <laughs> I think it freaked Alex- JT out a little bit too.
1: But.
0: Alexiak influenced that apparently on them. So. Well, that's okay. Yeah.
1: like buoy like alexiak who knew all right well hey uh great stuff guys hey this week we don't have an interview we're getting a lot more interviews or potential interviews which is really exciting Uh, you know we had that one with uh andy cole last week and and we have another one uh actually the next Next episode, we actually may have a couple, uh, one with us and one recorded. I'm holding fingers crossed, we're going to have Piper Shaw. I just heard from her the other day, Piper Shaw from uh, Root Sports. uh, side. I'm going to say sideline reporter, side ice reporter for the Kraken. And she's been in touch. So hopefully we'll get to tape an interview with her, learn a little more about Piper, how she got with the team and her background. So that might be in next episode. But uh, Jim, we've got somebody that we're going to... a fellow podcaster uh, next time. Who, who's this we're going to talk to?
0: We do. We have a buddy of mine, Mike, uh, who's I met on Twitter. Well, I've never met in person, but I met him through Twitter going way back prior to team name, everything. And we were hanging out a lot trying to get information. And he runs Sasquatch NHL, which he's had that handle forever at Twitter and he built a YouTube channel that I frequent often because he's always uploading it, or he's always doing live streams, uh, post-game, weekend, coffee, uh, talks, uh, backyard campfire discussions. Uh, he's he's getting around. I've watched his channel grow. He's a really good guy. He's interviewed me. Uh, and I, I told him, I said, we're got to get you on here, Mike. And, and sorry for the delay, but we've been, trying to fit everything in and we've been doing interviews. So uh, we want to get him on and have a little round table with him. Uh, He's a good dude. And I highly suggest to go see his uh, YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, great. Okay. And he'll be likely joining us for for a round table. So kind of like what we had with uh, Paul Brownlow uh, recently. That'll be great. And then there's some others we're talking to. So hopefully that becomes a little bit more of a regular feature for us. So that's great. And then speaking of YouTube, we are aiming to uh, have some of these, on our youtube channel starting to get that rolling again so excited for that all right great stuff guys thanks so much for all your input uh thanks also thanks much 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 to our producer jay middleton for putting this all together for us uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks or so and uh you know t- talking more seattle cracking hockey actually at that point uh, season regular season will have started, and we actually can get back to analyzing some games and uh, and also talking a little bit about Coachella, too. We're going to get watch the uh, Firebirds uh, here in the Seattle area, too. So, so much happening in October and moving forward. Here we are, hockey is here again, love it. Uh, so anyway, again, my name is Chris Porter. Thanks uh, to Jim Carker and Nathan Gunderson for joining me as always. We thank you all very, very much for tuning in. We do want to remind you to. Uh, Like us on Facebook, our Facebook page, Kraken Fan Cast. We also have a Kraken Fan Cast on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. Our handle is at Cast Kraken. And you can find us on YouTube. We have some limited amount of content on there, but we're going to get with that some more. So please follow us on all of those. Also go to SeattleKrakenFanCast.com for all of our episodes and uh, more info about us. So thanks again. And as always, we say... Go, go, Kraken!